this week on the Bepcast, like a sack full of axe handles. Number one star. We're in. All right, welcome to the Bamcast. Hey, Bamcast. Hey, Bamcast. It's episode two hundred seventy-five. Woohoo! That's a Nintendo some kind of anniversary. It's a roundish number. I mean, yeah, it's an even number, but it's two point seven five. Actually, an odd number. Huh? Odd. <laughs> yeah, it's, eh. you're an odd number. Two hundred seventy-five. <laughs> Listen, two hundred seventy-five is not that odd. Hey, don't of a tell number. me how to don't. math. <laughs> Don't you well, talk okay, about Okay, I sorry. Yeah. Respect 275. I do. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. Yes. And we killed Mackie. No, stop oh, wait. saying that. <laughs> he's just on assignment. We bought a zoo. On a farm? Yes, we bought him a farm uh, and he's on it. He yeah. bought the farm. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> we yes. bought a farm yes. for him? <laughs> yes, we bought the farm is for Mackie. Expression, is that the, how the expression goes? We bought him a farm? Yes, we bought him a farm. Oh, okay. Does that mean we killed him? No, it means we bought him a farm and he's out running on it and playing. Frolicking. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm not sure I'm buying that. When I close my eyes, I see him frolicking out in the fields. Oh, okay. Even should, when I he's think, here. I think you should probably see your optop, optoptrist. <laughs> yes, please. Doc, when I close my eyes, I perhaps see my a, friend Perhaps a neurologist, too. Anyway, what we're going to do <laughs> is, uh, like we do every episode, we mm-hmm. go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie, um, and we come in here and talk about it for the first half. We do. Yeah. Uh, then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one of five jocks and robot, robot jocks. jocks. All right. Which is an enjoyable movie. It is. Yeah. Um, however, there are bad, bad movies. That's correct. Stay away. They get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags, as in douchebags after Twilight. <laughs> Not as good a movie. That movie is ass. Uh-huh. Which is like if you could taste a fart and see it. <laughs> <laughs> so very true. That is yeah. exactly what it's like. Um. So here we are. Um. Just the three of us. Aww. Yeah, <laughs> enjoying just the three of us enjoying 1990s. You and I ski and school, you. ski school, ski schools. Yes, <laughs> or, or if you're joining the live stream, ski schools because I don't know. Apparently, I want I was not happy with just one ski school. Ski schools. Um. So plot summary. That's what we usually mm-hmm. do next. Yeah. You are responsible for that, right? Here we go. <laughs> Rival groups in a skiing school do battle on and off the. Oh, shit. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Sorry. Piste? Piste? P-I-S-T-E. Is that fucking words for snow? Fuck you, snow people. That's all I gotta say. Oh, hey, take it easy on the snow people. <laughs> a piste is a marked ski run or path down a mountain oh, for my snow God. skiing. That's, I'm pieced off. Hang I on. I gotta, I gotta hear how that's pronounced. I just realized I didn't know what the fuck that word means. I'm not... Look, I'm from Florida, okay? You are. Skiing. Yeah. Is, yeah. It happens on water. Here. Right. And I've never done that either. Also called Beast. Is it? I don't know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is how we make the sausage. <clears throat> Here we go again. Rival groups in a skiing school do battle on and off the piste. One gang are rich and serious. The other group are party animals. <laughs> One gang would know what the fuck piste is. The other gang would say it's being really drunk. <laughs> yeah. Ski school. Ski school. Ski school. (laughs) Let's all get peaced and go out on the piste. (laughs) 1990s ski school. Uh Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. So, all right. If if I were to describe this movie in simple terms, it's if you had uh, Animal House meets uh, Police Academy versus every other party movie in the 80s, 
clashing with the fashion sense of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, mm. ski school. Le school de ski. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, it, it it feels like an eighties movie in tone of 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 you know basically antagonist. Um, yeah. And but like all of the Oakley gnarly snowboard pastel neon colors of the early 90s yeah it's super light blues and yellows and pinks for yeah. everything electric colors mm-hmm. colors that show up under a black light mm-hmm. which they do at one point but Two uh, so movie stars uh dean cameron who most people would know from summer school he played chainsaw in summer school that's All kind right. of his role he did a bunch of stuff like between 86 and 92 and then kind of I think he's directing television now or something. All right. So good job. Yeah. You see him around. He's yeah. He's a guy, you know, he's working. Uh, anyone else in this? Not really. No. (laughs) Well, there are people in it. Sure. There are people that play. (laughs) There are people that look like people, you know, that aren't right. There are some ladies. Uh There are, there are some, there are some men and some ladies. Correct. This is makes up the cast. Yeah. I don't believe there were any animals, at least, uh, there's a the dog in the background at one point. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. This is a, that's ski school. Yeah, uh, that's in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, so, I guess we rate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one star we're in. <laughs> uh, all right. So I, I realize now, like, okay, watching this movie, uh-huh. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to kind of be a little vague about the plot of this movie because I don't I'm, think we can recap it. Yeah, it's not I, really. Recap I mean, that's, worthy. that's the thing is like I'm, I'm realizing now in watching this and uh, in and our, our missing man here, uh, Mackie would agree that probably the reason we don't do comedies is because they're kind of hard to recap. Yeah, because you don't want to necessarily spoil a joke if there is one. And some of the some of the funniness of all this is just in the setups and the delivery of these lines. And that's not something that you can necessarily recap. Right. So while I would uh, kind of just say that I enjoyed this movie, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to recap. I mean, it's it's cut really weird. It is definitely cut weird. It's paced weird. It's edited it's weird. It's pieced weird? Yes, it's pieced weird. <laughs> and paced weird. Paced. Pacing. Um, yeah, it's just... It... I don't know. It feels a little amateurish. Like it, it's one of those movies where someone had the keys to the car, but just d- didn't have the skills to to bring it all together. It's 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 an effort. <laughs> I'll just say that. Sure. It's not the worst assembled thing we've ever seen. Clearly, but like in terms of storytelling, it's not well done at all. Because basically, you've got what I assume is a. Sk- school from the title of the film yes there is a school for skiing sort of right run by this guy well, named... i mean let, let, let's let's delve into that a little bit okay. because there Black seems like going. yeah i mean this, uh, i mean we only know because of all of the accoutrement they're mm-hmm. they're wearing that this is whistler yes. where they are yeah or at least that's what it's supposed to be filmed on location in whistler 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 sure <laughs> british columbia mm-hmm. um so you know that's happening there but it's strange because I guess people pay money. I, this is what I don't understand. Like, they're not really teaching anyone how to ski. Like, when people walk up, they're like, hey, do you know how to ski? Where have you skied before? Okay, you can join the ski school, which is really just 
we do a bunch of competitions. Yeah, that, that's what I was getting at with the yeah. the not well structured parts of this movie is that it for a movie called Ski School and you've got what appears to be a guy Reed who runs this place. It seems to be a place for people who already know how to ski to come and then join a faction to do something. We never get to see what that is. It just leads to tournaments within the school to win. And they're always won by the guy who runs the school, which doesn't make any sense. Why? I mean, why would people come give their money to a school just to have the guy who runs the school beat them? Right. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's like it should be called like ski click. Yeah, basically. You know, not like click, click, but, you know. Yeah. It's groups. You know, it's basically just like, hey, figure out your ski gang. Right. And go join it. And you're probably going to get beat by the guy who wins every year. And maybe you'll come in second place. Yeah. Because Reed is the best. Look how good this guy is. If you come to our ski school, we'll make you as good as this guy, but not really. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's supposed to be the draw. Maybe. I I guess, like, if you're already the best. I mean, I, I get the the notion maybe because of uh, like the tiniest bit of exposition that they give in this movie that also um i don't know what's his face dean i know his what his name character name in the movie is was also some sort of champion skier the, the leader of section eight are misfit heroes yeah um he that he actually was like some sort of champion maybe he's a local legend uh, yes. uh, like close to Olympic, but you know, was a Something. fuck up, whatever guy. But the movie but d- it doesn't really spends bother. no time no. explaining that. I, so I'm guessing that like this this resort or whatever like got together eight pro skiers and they each run a team. Yeah, and then it's just kind of like, hey, we're, you're supposed to be learning from the team. Oh, and also to prove what you've learned, we're gonna have like a ski recital. Right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that, it did say ski pageant. Ski yeah. pageant. Yeah. So. Because, like, the beginning of the movie is showing them, like, do, like, synchronized skiing and stuff. They're, like, doing Top Gun formations and bullshit, which they never do again. Everything mm-hmm. after that is just one-on-one racing uh, and flipping and, you know, uh, stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, like, there's there's obviously a battle at this school between the head school guy and his minions who are all just not fun-loving douchebags who have no personality whatsoever and section eight who are just total misfits who just do nothing but drink and party they just want to party all the time right party all the time party all the time party all the time (laughs) (laughs) and that's kind of it really like a new guy shows up and you know for registration or whatever and he's like, I'm really good at skiing. And, and Reed's like, oh, yeah, fuck you. You go to Section well, 8 because you suck. They're like, oh, oh, you got a letter of recommendation. Uh, where yeah. you ski before? Have you skied? Yeah, you yeah. Know. yeah, I was like, have you skied with anyone? He's like, no, I mostly yeah. ski on my own. Oh, well, get the fuck out. Jackson Hole. the ball hollow, whatever. Yeah. Get out of here, loser. Yeah, it's kind of dumb and bites them on the ass for no real reason. But, I mean, he's just preppy guy. He doesn't fit in with the misfits, never fits in with the misfits at all. He just kind of like stands back and is like, well, you guys are weird. Uh (laughs) But then it's just like, uh, you know, he goes and joins Section 8. And and of course, they're the, the, you know, they're what is it? The Lambda house from, you know. Yeah. Well, the Lambda was Fringe of the Nerds. But, you know, it's uh, whatever. The Delta house from the Animal House. They're just they're the misfits. You know, the losers, the party all the time when they probably shouldn't or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're just. Because it's you know built on the '80s archetype, they're going to win. You know, <laughs> from, from, through no fault of their own, they're just going to win because of this one guy, essentially. Yeah. And I guess he—that's the thing—is like this one never bothers to like have him actually inspire them or anything, or like really bring anything Not to the table. All. No, it's just, he's, he's kind just of. Good. I mean, like one time he's like, 
They're like, well, what kind of party should we have? And he's like, I don't, you know, or what's the plans? They're like, party, party, get some chicks. I don't know, party. He's like, I don't know, win the competition. They're like, yeah, yeah. All right, but we'll party, party first. Yeah. yeah, yeah, party first. Yeah, but yeah, he he he's not like shown doing anything like noble. He doesn't like go and rescue someone from the mean guy. He does. There's none of that. No, there's he actually that, is a little like at, at one point he's a bit of a douche. At the start, yeah. he's a huge yeah. antagonist. It was like, yeah. oh fuck me, this guy, because he's like sucking helium and reciting Shakespeare, and it's just like, oh, well, I, yeah, oh yeah, sorry, which, I thought you were talking about Johnny. We were talking about. I thought we were talking about Johnny. Oh no, I was talking about Dean. Sorry. Oh, Johnny's all right. Johnny just doesn't have any real character. Well, that's Johnny what I meant. That's the guy Johnny I was talking about. He's know. like the wild card who I think you right. Know, he doesn't rally the troops. Yeah, but I mean, he's he's the the straight edge right. guy who really kind of ultimately brings him around. But the movie never bothers to like show him turning them around. Yeah, he's just the guy who can quietly ski. Like, I'm, like, good at skiing, and that's what I'm going to do here, and I yeah. guess if you need me to ski, I'll go ski for you. See you later. Right, um, and I'm going to be the reason that they lose, because they shunned me. Yeah, yeah. basically. But, yeah, the, like, the ma- the thing I was trying to say was that the, the main guy, the leader of Section 8, he's he's not anything. He's just, he's a catalyst for chaos. There's no real, like... I see why everyone loves that guy. He's just like he's the one talking because well, he's the cat. He's the catalyst for chaos. That's why everybody loves him. Yeah, I guess. But what I don't understand is like Reed, the 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 main guy who owns the school, who's a total dick, could totally own the affections of everybody there. But he's just such a a dry idiot who doesn't give a shit about anything. Certainly doesn't. He gives like, a shit about being number one. Yeah, but just with a tiny bit of effort, he could have like everyone in the palm of his hand, and he's just a douche to everyone. Like at that mm-hmm. party at the beginning, it's just super boring, slow, no one doing anything party. And when the misfits come in, it's like we're going to spark this party up. We are the misfits, <laughs> and just basically play an upbeat song. They start freaking out, like we got to put a stop to this. You know, like the girls might do something. It's. It's the weirdest, oddest conflict ever. It's just so poorly defined, and just all the the character interactions in this are are dumb. It's it's just an excuse for scene to scene of partying, maybe some boobs. Now some some conflict yeah, between boobs. rich guy and slob guy, and now some skiing for twelve minutes, which is going to be pretty boring. Yeah. So, I it, this it this is just a schizophrenic movie. It's it. it and the irritating thing about it is that they didn't write these characters well enough for anyone to give a shit about them. But then on the other hand, the characters are so overwritten at times, like their, their dialogue is so trying to be clever so hard. Like the writers, like, look how smart I am putting Mm -hmm. some of these words in their mouth. It's like, maybe you could have spent more time developing the story and less time, making these characters seem super smart when they're not really saying anything at all. It It's, I don't know. It's awkward at times, but there are some good it's jokes. Awkward a lot there. Yeah, there are. I mean, there's, there's weird like attitudes jokes. and jokes that hit. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just 80 minutes of party. And then like, yeah. Hey, I challenge you to a race because real estate deal. Yes, but it comes out of nowhere, (laughs) but like, well, okay, here's the weird thing is that in the beginning of the movie, Mm -hmm. well, near the near the beginning, uh, Dave says, I have a plan that will systematically destroy you, Reed. Mm -hmm. And it ends up fucking happening. Like, they don't explain it 
to us how it actually happens. Right. But, and they don't even do a very good job of showing us. No. But it does happen. The like, plan is just simply, like, continue doing what we've been doing all along. But we got this new guy that we don't even really know is that good. It's just we got stuck with him, and it works out. That's their plan. Yeah, but they also don't, they, they don't have some kind of diabolical plan other than... Well, no, he maybe, does. Maybe he, he did. Mystery yeah. benefactor lady. Yeah. But is it like did they? She was there in the opening scene. Well, okay, the opening scene, which, as you pointed out, is a scene from later in the movie, <laughs> right? Yeah, I think I think they were just trying to tie that together somehow because really it's just mystery benefactor lady, and I don't think she entered into their plan at all. Otherwise, why the first time did or she show up that they all go, "Who's that?" Maybe uh, simultaneously. Maybe. There is a lot of simultaneous talking in this movie, by yeah. the way. Yeah, like they all know exactly what to say. Mm-hmm. Well, they've been living in the same room together for so long. <laughs> right. That's, they're that's basically true. sharing a brain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, it's, you can't really yeah, we can't recap this thing. Blow it's, by blow. I mean, there's, there's dumb jokes that to me work better than they probably should. And things that are, I'm going to go with quaint mm-hmm. um, as far as like stereotypes that aren't really funny anymore. No. But like, <laughs> the, but the movie even is like, kind of like the movie almost plays it off like that is tired and like why are we doing this if that makes any sense i mean are you I talking mean, about the homosexual yes, prank? There are, there's a homosexual prank but then like and, and like all that but like even the movie just like stops for a second and like has the i don't know it's just like people will, will drop words that are they're derogatory and then the guy the movie will just be like stop for a second and go like my people are not homosexuals <laughs> which in 1990 like not many people were generally saying that word i mean no. you know what i mean it was it was still pretty uh, a pretty derogatory heavy world we were living in then in 1990 yeah. and i'm just saying like it's weird because like I, I maybe it didn't maybe it didn't maybe it's just my brain wanting to, it to be better but it felt like the movie was even kind of going like yeah we know that's like the jokes we would make five years ago but now it's kind of dumb yeah, it's becoming dumb. I I don't know. It's just it's weird and it's a messy movie. It sort of treated people like it. It sort of treated people like, hey, you don't do that. <laughs> just <laughs> please don't do that. Yeah, well, don't and do then move like, on. Yeah, like, don't do like the. You know, I I don't know. It's it's just it's weird. I don't know what the don't do is, but it's like. Well, it's. I think it, I think it, I think it was almost by like it was making fun of those people because. It felt to me like the movie was making fun of those people and putting them in that situation because it was uncomfortable to them, not because the movie was saying, "Oh, it's it's wrong to be homosexual." Oh, exactly. Yes. Yeah, yes. and that that's right. that's the difference. Yes. Is like you know, a lot of movies would have been like, you know, "Haha, they're gay," yeah. and isn't that funny because they're gay? Right. Whereas this was like, these people are extremely homophobic and saying bad things, so let us put them in that situation and have it play out and you know offend them and everyone else just laughs because they're offended. Yeah. Right. Because I mean, like, so the, it's a, it's a different thing. Well, you know? I mean, and I think I think you can actually say that is exactly what this movie is doing right. because, like, the the main guy keeps jokingly hitting on Reed throughout the entire movie and seals it at the end of the movie physically, to which Reed just kind of smiles and goes, "Haha, that guy." You know, it's not right. none of it is mean spirited or he doesn't throw a exactly. punch at him or anything. Right. It's just right. like, right. oh, these guys, they're so wacky. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, yes. it's yes, yeah. So. It's it's when it starts happening, you're like, oh, God, this is going to be uncomfortable. But then the movie's just like, you know what? Ah, <laughs> we're not going to dwell on that. It was just a those guys were jerks and we yeah. taught them a lesson. I, I guess the, I guess the thing the funny thing about it is, is like it. I, I don't know. It's just like this movie is kind of all about mischief more than like like nobody really gets anything really bad happen to them. No, 
like I think this is what's different than like I mean like when we watch something like Pinball Summer or um, Joysticks yeah. or something like that and it was like the Astagonists were like like just mean and like doing things that could have killed somebody yeah there was attempted murder happening right. in those movies and like this is just like it, you know like people kind of like doing wacky things but like other than like a, a situation or two that's like you know outright blatant cheating during mm-hmm. the competitions mm-hmm. it's like really most of it is just mischief yeah like you know like we're party dudes mischief I mean everyone's kind of being an ass but like everyone everyone is being an ass so it's like it's some guys are just being a different kind of ass they're yeah because i mean bucking the system by being a different kind of ass yeah because the the third act of the movie is basically like there's this real estate deal happening to where reed and this other guy are going to buy the mountain and make a bunch of money and everything but in order to make that happen they got to get rid of what's his name right the 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 misfits of section eight so they just they just do a bunch of stuff like you're expelled and they're like no we're not we like to party and then they show up at the the big thing at the end like party and they're like all right, stop your clowning around. We'll just race for it. Right. It's it's never like, you know, get the fuck off my mountain. It's yeah. it's it's just, oh, you guys, fine. I'll just beat you straight up in a race. I Whatever. Mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm reading way too much into this movie, but like it, it so many things felt like it was almost like a parody of these 80s party movies. I, and yet still being one yeah. because like, all right. Other things that would happen is like if you look at this movie, like yes, there's nudity and there's scantily clad women walking around, but like they're all they're they're on the women or they're on the guys just as much as the guys are on them. Like they're like they're like all up and like you know like well are are you going to get with me? No, okay, I'm going over to this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like other than one bit of like peeping tom thing that keeps going on with this with the uh, Fitz and Fitz, Paulette, yeah, yeah, Fitz and Paulette, and like. Eventually, it's just like she sets him up to like, you know, I, you know, I want you to look at me naked yeah, kind of right. thing. And then it's just like looks up and giggles and they, they continue a conversation from earlier or whatever about howling in the moon. And, and it's just like even that kind of like resolves itself in like, well, maybe this isn't that creepy because it's just, you know, it's a thing she really wanted to happen because she was hanging out with, you know, ski yeah. McJerk face over here. Yeah. You know. I mean, everyone in the movie is super horny. Right. It, and that's it, what, that's what yeah. I'm trying to say. And it's, and it's less like, you know, like other 80s movies where it's like the, the ladies are like no and the guys are like eh. yeah the dudes yeah. aren't like chasing the women yeah. the women are just hanging out there like huh yeah and the guys like, are like yeah like, all right we, we, <laughs> like, you know, you're here to do us we came we're here, here to, to do you <laughs> let's do this we yeah. came here to, to ski to drink and to screw mm-hmm. and in, in no particular order yeah you know, it's really all it is it's just like which section you're in is is the priorities there right you know, yeah, because that sort of scene yeah. is that's the pecking where like dudes are going around like I'm in section one and they're like, oh, oh really? Yeah, well, um, you ski first. Yeah, and, the, you know, now, section eight drinks first. Yeah, yeah. second and skis third. You know? So, yeah. but so on the flip side of that, the only thing that's kind of like disturbing about that is kind of the interchangeability of like the three main women in this. How they're kind of not passed around, but like each one ends up with at least two different of the main section eight dudes. It's kind of like. Yeah, These sure, movies don't yeah. really do that. Like everyone hones on it, like oh, I really like her, and then that's the pairing for the rest of the movie. This one's sort of like, well, I slept with her, but now I'm gonna sleep with this other one, and yeah. that'll be fun. But and the guys do that. I mean, everybody does that. No, I know. Yeah, I'm just, just saying. In so this, it's, 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 a li- it's it's a little like yeah, it's two triangles, and they just like rotate a couple times, it's just, and it's then they. Kind of, this might have been where AIDS was introduced to Canada because it's. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> <laughs> Here I am trying to say like this is a, a what a, the fuck a lighthearted <laughs> apologies <laughs> for eighties you know horn dog movie. I didn't mean it like that. I'm All just right. I'm just saying that when you just look at it like the the character pairings, it's it's just weird how so many of them end up with someone else after sleeping with another character in the movie. Mm-hmm. 
considering that the cast is so small. Uh, except, except this movie actually even takes the time to introduce condoms. It does. That's true. Which, again, 1990, well, yeah, 1990 was, you know, it was like, we were pretty aware. MTV. I didn't use condoms in 90, 1990. <laughs> well, well, you were, what, 12? good to know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh, no. <laughs> thanks for sharing that, though. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Um, I, thanks for blowing my train of thought there. You're welcome. Um, you were going to say, you were talking about condoms. Like, yes, okay. Like, well, I mean, yes. I mean, 1990, you know, for us that were alive, MTV and everyone was like, condoms, 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 AIDS, 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 be careful, yeah. Yeah. you know. So I'm just saying, at least, like, again, it's 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 weird because it's, it feels it's like... It's really only mentioned... In yes, yeah, but that was the only time where sex preparation was right. being shown. Exactly. It's true, good point. Yeah. So I, I, that's what I'm trying to say is like this. <laughs> this is weird in that it almost feels like a responsible, you know, screwball horn dog comedy. Kind of does. It like, is. It's really strange, and and maybe that's the Canadian side of it. They were just like, well, I don't know, geez, like you know, got to be super polite about this, hey, you know, like everyone's got you know, <laughs> everyone's equal here, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it's it's strange, but. Yeah, it's 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 kind of charming how it it will introduce those things that could be horribly offensive in a movie from five years earlier right. and then just be like, eh. eh, forget that. That's just a gag. Everybody here just wants. To have yeah, sex we, everyone's just having a good time. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's like beer and, and and ladies and let's all have the sex and wear a condom. Is there a plot to this movie, by the way? Uh, we covered it mm, some time ago. It's the real estate deal that ends up with the like get off. Yeah, on there's there's eventually there's a evil uh, mogul guy who runs the place and he's trying to I guess he's trying to sell it because that's what they always do. Yeah, and he's aligned himself with Reed, you know, skater jerk guy, yeah, and because um, Reed's marketable. And and I don't I don't know. I guess they're just going to turn it into like kill the ski school and put some condominiums up or whatever they do and you know plots like this and yeah whatever real estate moguls this guy do does, the funny thing is like moguls on the mogul again talking <laughs> kind of just over uh, the whole thing is like we haven't really talked directly about the plot at all is i think this, we did <laughs> this well this movie you know drops you right in bam and it's like there's already this rivalry here uh, like we're just like is there a rivalry happening already like or? fury road it shows not doesn't tell you sure yeah just throws you right in it's like here's what's happening in this world but, <laughs> but it actually i mean it actually it does like there you go. Yeah, you've seen this movie yeah, before. Yeah, it's a it's a ski movie. Come yeah. on, guys. Um, it's a Scooby. <laughs> but did they even show the real estate guy before he just shows up one one day to threaten uh, Section Eight? Uh, they yes, they showed him in an too. office with Reed at one point. Okay. maybe about forty five minutes in. Right, but like they didn't. He, he should have been there in the opening scene. Like, well, check out this place. Yes, <laughs> in most of these other movies, he would have been like had several scenes of meeting with you know business suit guys that were going to you know take the place down or whatever yeah but like there's this scene where he comes to their you know little uh, frat house which isn't it's just like this basement place where they dwell and this scene is really good because like he's just like <laughs> he walks in and he's just like look at you you're disgusting and like you know you, he's it's just like you know like and all you care about is beer and this beer goes gets a can of beer gets <laughs> oh, hurled he's, toward he's him. being sarcastic he's like why oh, don't you throw me why don't you somebody give me a beer <laughs> yeah. and like one just comes flying from off screen <laughs> and he just dodges out of the way and it's just it's just you know fizzing everywhere yeah <laughs> it flies by like somebody just like taking their beer that they were drinking just like, oh here you go yeah. <laughs> oh beer okay here have one they are throwing beers to each other yeah the entire movie yeah and it's <laughs> in any scene, any scene where there's just like a group of people, it's just like beers or fl- yeah. like characters are in mid sentence catching a beer. just like, I got a beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, I think even in that scene, the guys in there dressing them down, like, you misfits, get the hell out of here with your beer, and then beer goes flying, like, oh, he wants a beer, cool, you know, throw him a beer. I don't think they were mean, like, chuck him no, in the no, face with a like, beer. Oh, yeah, beer, yeah. yeah, hey, man, have a beer, yeah. mellow out. They just didn't catch the sarcasm. Yeah. And I mean, again, like, I don't want to exactly spoil the ending, but, like, the final scene is, I mean, there's no comeuppance for bad guy in movie. It's just like, okay, I, I beat you, so, you know, toast. Well, they, they, <laughs> the the deal is, is that, like, they tie the competition yeah. after they get kicked out and party their way back in, essentially, mm-hmm. which... To be fair, like it's it's at first I was like, oh really? The good guys are going to cheat to get their way there. But the funny thing is, like, they cheat to get themselves back to where they were, and then they play it straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I actually, again, I kind of like. Yeah, it's strange. It's like everything in this movie, I starts to go like, oh, I don't know. This is I'm like, okay, actually, they're they're only cheating to get back exactly where they were before they got cheated. Yeah, and right. then they're like, okay, here's our best dude. He's gonna, yeah, you know. yeah. So they they ski. He tie he ties the course record, which mm-hmm. means that they tie the competition, and so of course they have to go ski the K12 or whatever Death Mountain, the, the dome, <laughs> the, the, as they call yes, it, the dome, the dome. <laughs> which is like you know take up by a hel- you know get taken up by a helicopter and jump off and like ski this you know impossible you ski straight ledge. down. Yeah, yeah, and so rocks everywhere. you know, and of course our good guy wins, and um the the deal was is like whoever wins walks away from the the ski school and never looks back. Yeah. Apparently they don't even like make him follow that because like, no, he's no, probably just totally out of his cool job. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, you're no longer leader of ski school. Yeah. So here, so have really, a beer, yeah. bro. You just, you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, learn to party. Well, yeah. You uptight asshole. So <laughs> they win. It's like, oh yeah, cool. And he's like, oh yeah, well actually we sold the place. So you're fucked. Yeah. And they're like, well, yeah, but you sold it to this cool chick that good skier that mm-hmm. our good skier dude slept with earlier. So, you're kind of boned. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, I'm going to hang around for the party. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he gets a beer and, mm-hmm. and Dave gives him a big old smooch. Yep. And he's like, oh, you guys. He's like, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a funny thing. Like, yeah. He's just like, oh, well, that guy kissed me. That's what he does. Yeah, that's yeah. that's Dave. <laughs> that's Dave. That's Dave. <laughs> Good old Dave. Bangs dude. Bangs chicks. Kisses dudes. Yeah. What can I say? That's Dave's thing. That's he likes Dave's to party. Thing. Yeah. He's Dave. He just wants to party all the time. Yeah. yeah. He lives his life like Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Yes, one party all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're in. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Were you down to rating this? I mean, do we have anything else to say? Kind of. I mean, there's really... It feels like a quick half. It is. I mean, I just, I, I realized as we started this, I was like, how are we going to possibly try to cover this? I mean, is there any notable scenes you want to reference, talk about? There, I, I, I will say there's, there's, this movie is, is really good at setting up these really ridiculous, there's these really <laughs> ridiculous setups that keep being over in like five seconds. Oh but, yeah! Like there's uh, this whole, yeah. there's this whole thing where they, they go to this. It's supposed to be the i don't know the posh club yeah like i mean it's just like that's where all the section oh, yeah. one it's, guys it's, go it's reads reads but it's thing. still just like a it's a it's a bar and the, the sign over the over the restrooms are like boys with yep. a z and girls with yep. a z and a neon everything it still looks like a fucking club it's not like yeah. it, it's not like but it's reads some, reads keeping yeah. it down because it's he's, not some know, like you know it's Mr. not like Sirius. the blues brothers restaurant where they go in and you know like mm, it's fancy tie and everything and you know yeah you know sausage king is from chicago and all this but you know it's it's not like that kind of setup at all it's just it, but like they go through this whole long thing of like oh we can we can amp this up by plugging in and we're gonna set off some sort of thing yeah and all they really do is just kind of crank the music up a little and turn on the lights that have been there the entire time and reed says something like 
this could get out of hand with this high tempo music or whatever. Well, fast tempo music. He just plays a different song. I mean, the soundtrack is so nondescript; it's hard right. to tell. But it's just it's basically just a slightly more up tempo song than what was playing in the background. Right. But he has some funny lines like oh, these up tempo songs. This yeah. could get out of hand really right. quickly. Throw these guys out, and they do the comic. You know, right. throw them out. <laughs> but like that happens, and it's like it, I mean, this guy's in there with like you know RCA cables and everything for like twenty minutes. Yeah, all he had to do is all this stuff, change in. the tape, and, and raise he, the slider and, on yeah. the board. And then he walks right. out and like hits a button, and it's like yeah, yeah. you know, because I mean, they're doing this whole thing of like looking up at the ceiling. It's like oh, there's all these disco lights and everything. There's all these banks of monitors and everything. Yeah. And I, well, the banks I, of monitors pay off later for they the do, com- for I, the convoluted homosexual but the, sket. Well, that, that's thing. also how Reed is introducing his cool. I'm right. a cool skier dude yeah. film yeah it's really like it's the promo of me and then they they, <laughs> they do this whole thing where they send a girl after these two guys to get them to say all these things like oh i want to have sex with you i can't wait and all, and then they match the two of them together yeah. right you know internet mashup video style and then you know do this convoluted like come into the room and don't say anything and just take your clothes off and and then they have a live camera right. in the room all, the, all that and then of course the guys freak out like they would and that's again like, like I said everyone's kind of laughing but not really at the situation just at them freaking out at the situation yeah it's like look at this threes company sitcom yeah, bit that's happening in front of us oh well that was funny like I said <laughs> for what it was it was like pretty lighthearted and kind of good natured especially like the way Reed reacts because there's like there's one follow up scene later that's actually kind of funny where he meets up with one of the guys that got he's kind of walking around sort of sheepish one of the guys that was part of this yeah and he's just like all right you know, let's get out there and ski good and he's like all right guy and does the butt slap thing he's like <laughs> Don't do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. Like, that's like the, the, the end of the payoff, really, is really just I'm like, don't do that. Right. Like, not, not right now. Just, <laughs> yes, you know. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like they have a bunch of schemes that they said we yeah. watch them set up for 12, 15 minutes. And then it's the like snowball one. OK, so oh, this guy's walking around with like a, a, a dish tray, like a bus tray full of snowballs well they're assembling them first yeah, they're like, assembling them first scene yes. of them putting together all the snowballs yeah but he's walking around the cafeteria with like this bus tray full of snowballs yeah. and like walking up and everybody snowball snowball too for the lady snowball snowball and stuff is happening you know. but this is also like intercutting it yeah. like so there'll be like a couple couple lines of dialogue between the main characters in this scene and then they cut over to ed or whatever his name is. and he's like snowball snowball one for you yeah yeah and, and then, then really it's just like it's like five seconds of snowball fight because it yeah. cuts somebody, quick. Somebody have something happens and they're just like, oh yeah, well it's snowball, and then it's like <laughs> it hits the wrong person, like oh yeah, snowball. Yeah. And it's like, and then everyone realizes it's like a hey, snowball, Donnie Brook, but you know exactly. Like, it's but, like how any bar fight breaks out, where it's just like two people start battling, and then everyone's like, fuck it, let's smash a chair yeah. over you. Uh, but yeah, in seven seconds that scene ends. Mm-hmm. It's like wait, <laughs> well, <you> want, <laughs> yeah, I want I want twelve minutes of snowball fight. I had to sit through twelve minutes of skiing. Yeah, bust right. up that room. But yeah, I, I, this this movie's just a series of schemes, including I guess we have to talk about one or else our intro won't make any sense. They do this whole thing where like I don't know, Dink and Dank, whatever their names are, the two lead guys from Section Eight, uh-huh. Dean and uh, Fitz. Yes, Dean and Fitz. Dave. Dave and, and Dave and Fitz. Dave, Dave, Dave is the actor. Dave. Dave. Right. Dave and Fitz like are right. walking by some ladies in a sauna or whatever, hey, and they're like, "Oh, look, they're topless. We should go do this." Uh, this and first like, they're in a hot tub, and then they're yeah. 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 Well, yeah, that's right. They're in a hot tub, and then like he's just like, "Wait, no, we can't just walk in there and say, ladies, do you mind if we get in the hot tub while you're naked?'" They have to come up with you know a convoluted scheme because that's what they do. Right. So they go into the sauna and they do this whole thing where they introduce them the history of the Lombada. The Forbidden Dance. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. They, they take this the time. 19, this was 1990. You couldn't say Lombada and not say The Forbidden Dance. Right, because right it was all the rage in 1990. And Lombada they, everything. They take the time to cut to, like, <laughs> Dave and Fitz in caveman regalia. Um, 
just like saying lumba da yeah. to each other. Yeah, I mean, it's like at first I thought they had brought in costumes and everything, but really they were right. just they were acting out their own flashback. Yes, or right. their own dumb story, which isn't a flashback at all. Yeah, I mean that's that's yeah. what, it's just like. I don't know. We went over to the props department and we got some, you know, Islander costumes and a Zippo lighter. And it was all about creating fire right. in South America right. and, and you know, standing on it, apparently. And then first going, they, oh, it's yeah. hot. Lombada. Mm-hmm. Oh. First they invented fire. Then they invented Lombada yes. or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then they're is... like, here's how to Lombada. Everybody yeah. get a partner. Right. Yes. Dean or not Dean. Um, Reed yeah. wants everybody to know how to Lombada by tomorrow. So we're here to you know teach you how to do that. So yep. ladies stand up and Lombada with us and yes. each other. And they do. And they do. Mm-hmm. And, everyone, and they all. And, and everybody... at some point he and... says, like a sack full of axe handles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lombada. Still don't know what that means, but <laughs> yeah. I need to line. look that up like... because when I, I typed it into the search bar, to uh, just so I could like type it to retain it long enough to do the intro. Did it um, pop up? Yeah. So, so it's Google, Google other people. Are saying, like, what the fuck does like... a sack of axe handles? <laughs> Some Canadian expression that probably means. Oh probably. no, it is ski school quotes. Oh, uh, well, like a sack yeah. of axe handles. <laughs> Anything? Uh, no. Okay. Here, let me put quotes around it. Hmm. Good, that'll help. Hot yeah, TV, that's really? Yeah. Well, Canadians, there's your homework. Please tell us what a sack full of axe yeah, handles. Yeah, anyone uh, in Canada should <laughs> explain this metaphor and/or simile. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, uh, yeah, but they don't really do anything Canadian in this. They like, drink Canadian beer. They drink Canadian Lots beer. Lots of Canadian beer. But they don't do anything. What would something Canadian be? Yeah, please. Oh, no, please do tell. <laughs> or, I think I think it's I think it's. I mean, there are no meese. Canadian acts. I think it's meese. Mooses. 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 Mooses to pooses. Moosen. Yes. Moose. Yes. Molson. Molson is the plural of moose. Oh, yes. Duh. Come on, Sorry, guys. Of course. Come yes. on. My my apologies. <laughs> You're right. I guess they don't do anything Canadian. <laughs> I mean, they don't have like they they don't talk like they're can, from Canada. Well, you no, know? they're at a school. They keep bust in from <laughs> other parts of the country. So there other are other countries. There are going to be people that are better than Canadians at skiing. Yeah. This, this is de-ski gregation. There are some locals. And, and our, our, our fartist said that there are a bunch of Australians at Whistler. So oh. there there was no Australian here either. Well, so well it's there was obviously some not possibly real. criminal activity. So. Yeah. Yeah, there was some borderline criminal activity. <laughs> there was, but it was not like a place for criminals. Okay. Like oh, regular whatever. Australia is. Right. Yeah. There was some lassoing and... and uh, Oh God! (laughs) That's the most blatant. Like they do all these during the ski competition. The 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 team one does some blatant cheating things. Like they actually have one of the judges loosen somebody's like buckle before he goes. Oh yeah, one of the judges steps on the on the binding so that it unhooks. Right. But the 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 most offensive one (laughs) is that Reed gets like a grappling hook. A fucking ninja hook. Yeah. With and he's like going down like they're they're in mid ski. It's a head to head race. And he's like. Wee, I got your leg. <laughs> and, and everybody's starts, watching. And, and then starts dragging him. Yeah, just drags Dave Poor down Dave. the mountain. <laughs> down jumps and everything. Yeah, it's like, all right. And then he crosses the finish line first. Everyone's like, hooray, read one. It's like, what, did you not just see what he did? Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. No, you can't. <laughs> on, te- on, on television, even. Yeah. 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 Also Canadian. Yeah, very yeah, Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, smart. Yeah. <laughs> Barf. <laughs> Let's rate this thing because I don't know what else the hell we can talk about. Yeah, I don't know. it's this this review has been as disjointed as the movie was. It's a 
comedy without any structure. So yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, <laughs> the good guys win. Yeah, that the end. Sure, it's everybody what you gets to sleep with who they want to sleep with. All right, I know. I, I I'm pretty sure my rating is going to be pretty high. So I'm just going to go ahead and go first, so that okay. I'm not I'm not trying to do that like. I want to come in and go bam. I want you to actually. But like, you are coming in and going bam. I, well, I want to no, but I want to like have you guys taper it off to more like reality numbers All right. because I got to be honest. This is a four jocks movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> like this is stupid, but like yeah. like in like this is all the things that I think you seem to feel for for joysticks and pinball or or pinball summer or whatever the hell it's called. Pinball summer. Pinball summer. Pinball summer. Like this was like this was the right level of ass hattery for for me <laughs> this was like the gentleman's ass hattery yeah um episode done. yeah I, I i don't know it's just it, it was it was fun and i and i can't explain it like it, everything that should have been offensive was not offensive it was bizarrely fun yeah like, and I, like the the i i actually I'll, 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 I was making jokes about the obvious, obvious comparisons to Better Off Dead, mm-hmm. right? Because it's they're both revolve around skiing and they ski the impossible thing at the end. Yeah. But like, I think the people that made this were kind of fans of this. And what's interesting to me about like Savage Steve Holland and in his movies in general, where it was just like the crazy off the wall dialogue. And I think like it's hard for me to remember the first time I ever saw Better Off Dead. Now that I have the whole thing memorized, mm-hmm. but that's the kind of movie like when you see it, you're like this doesn't feel like any other movie written I've ever heard because people are just saying the most bizarre line after the most bizarre line. And I have them all memorized now. So it's not as clever, Yeah. but like, this is just like, you're just getting hit left and right by these absolutely bizarre lines that don't sound like anything a human would ever say, but in a fun way. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's not better off dead, but I got some of the same joy. I think I remember getting from better off dead the very first time I ever saw it. If that makes any sense, no, it doesn't. And maybe that's too high rating. I don't care. I I enjoyed this stupid little movie. Go with your heart, man. Well, it is too high a rating, and All you right. should be ashamed of yourself. Okay. Well, so go. So, I don't know. I I I, well, I don't. I don't point actually, counterpoint and give me a rating. Yeah, well, no, I mean I I don't necessarily disagree with your like. I don't know the way to say that without not giving it the same rating or without giving it the same rating. Like I, I don't, I, I understand your reasoning and I think that your rating is, is fine. Okay. Um, it's Chuck fine though. So it's really t- sure. trash. Sure. Um, just kidding. No, um, I just, I don't think that it quite earns that high of a score. I mean, I'm, I'm borderline two and three jocks. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, I want to like, I think I'm going to go ahead and give it three jocks because of how many genuine laughs this got out of me for such a disjointed mess of a movie that still managed to get a couple things right, um, not be like a completely terrible uh, juvenile explosion of filth. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> right. You know, there are a lot of there are a lot of movies like this where it's you know some gratuitous boobs and and f- frat boy quality activities that just are. A mess, and this one manages to be better than that. So, um, while still being like assembled very poorly, yeah. Uh, so it, it makes the cut for a bad movie, but it's it's a three jocks. I'll give it three jocks. Okay. Well, boy, are you wrong, and boy, are you wrong. Because you're giving it five jocks. Aren't no, you? I'm not. No. Um, I I think I can only give it two. I was kind of between a two and a three. I, there's, 
this movie kind of won me over as it went along. Like when it started, I was worried. Like I understand we're getting like the hijinks and the nudity that this genre of movie requires, but man, I hate this guy, the lead, and they're not doing stuff right. Um, as it went on, I just realized, okay, these guys are just being dumb, and the the not mean spiritedness of it was refreshing, uh, especially the way it all wraps up. And like the things you were saying, like they didn't cheat to win. They were just cheating to get back to where they got cheated out of. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like all that stuff. And there are jokes that hit. I just think that the movie's just a total mess in terms of movie making. Um, And it's just like I, I, I kept hoping for just one thing to latch on to. Like, please make this real estate guy super evil. Just go as far as you can with that. Do something. Hit some cliche really hard. And they never did. They had them all there, but they just didn't commit to any of them. And just to the point where they didn't even explain the conflict well enough for me. Okay. Um, You know, so, I mean, I just... The, the some of the jokes really really worked it, it didn't hit me like um like get crazy did which was just a movie of jokes with not much story to it but right. like jokes just kept hitting and hitting and hitting and one after the other this one would have one that was like okay and then you know you'd have some exposition and stuff like that so i'm gonna give it to i liked it i can't necessarily say i would ever watch it again uh, because it immediately <laughs> give me your copy. <laughs> well, it just it just reminds me of much better movies like this, okay. like Better Off Dead specifically. Right, and then that makes me want to watch One Crazy Summer. And there's a scene in this that you know the Godzilla thing that was immediately like, oh god, this is One Crazy Summer. What and, are they yeah, doing? And that's why, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think there were some fans. There. Yeah, so it, it just makes me want to watch other better movies. Sure. So that's kind of a good thing, I guess. I, this actually makes me want to watch Hot Dog again. Yeah. Like, cause I'm like, I'm curious, like Hot how dog. how offensive that is. Being, I think that's eighty four. Eighty four. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, there are other ones like there's a uh, Ski Patrol, which I think is PG. It was a yeah yeah it was um, like a t- Canadian we, TV movie. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't want that. But I mean, there, I mean, there are other ones. There are other ski movies. That ski I School too. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the Return of Dave. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, Dave's here, maybe. man. <laughs> Episode title for Ski School 2. <laughs> okay. There you go. I don't know. But yeah, I, I would I, I would probably watch this again someday. Eh. Yeah. I mean, speed, all right. Anyway, when I did my little ski movie uh, thing way back when, it'd be funny if someone told me that I did watch this one. I don't think I did. This one didn't seem like it, it didn't seem familiar to me. Parts of it did. I think the guy did. And that's probably because of uh, summer school. Okay. But like, I just kept, I was like, why do I know him? The guy that almost looks like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> young Nicholas Cage. He does. Yeah. He has 90s hair and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, we done then? Break break time? Sure. Oh, man. I thought we were done done. Now we got to do another half. Yeah, we do another half. It'll be, a, it'll be another short half. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, and welcome back. Hey, second hey, half. All right. Podcast, half number two. Woo. Here we are. Mackie is still dead. No, yep. he was never dead. He's resting. Are you sure? Yes. He, he might have been dead the entire time. No. He's, never, he's always real to me. Okay. But he's also dead. Hey, let's talk about movies. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I, 
throw something quick out. I went and saw Fury Road again. All right. In 2D this time. Smarter. Also smart. Um, Smarter every day, Harlow. I have occasional moments. Um, Okay, so I think once hyperbole was removed, (laughs) once I knew what I was like in for, I do think I enjoyed the movie more. I also think I also think 2D helped because I was able to see what was going on so much better. Um, So yeah, I I mean, again, it wasn't that I didn't like it the first time. I think I just liked it even more the second time. Good. Watch it a third time. I I might probably not in theater, (laughs) but yeah. I have other things I, I want to see in the theater because I actually I I debated because I got there and I was like I do want to see this again but I also now I'm actually kind of curious about Tomorrowland because like a, a movie like I've heard like polar opposite reviews exactly like, Fuck and that, this movie and that's and what I'm saying a movie like that I mean that's actually to me that when I go in like that I sometimes have the best reaction yeah. mm-hmm. because you know I'm not looking You're to def- up your own mind yeah I'm not looking to defend or bring down this movie I'm just like well. There's a lot of controversy with this movie. I have to see what it's about. Yep. Anyway, I, I want to talk briefly about the theater, actual theater going experience, because if you have a setup like this in your town, you owe it to yourself to do it. Um, I don't really, you know, I'm not trying to plug a theater chain, but I, this is just the one that's done it here in town. Oh, did you see it at uh, AMC? Which one? Uh, well, uh, Regency for here. Um, okay. Um, right. They basically redid one of our AMC theaters yeah, here. You... They've redone the seats and like all is it all the seats or except for the IMAX theater, which is the funniest thing. Like I, the IMAX theater, which is now the most expensive, is actually kind of the shittiest theater to go in because it's the original seats that have been there for twenty plus years. Huh. So what's funny is like I, I don't know if everyone has it or if they're moving for this across the entire country, but they are leather. Um, motorized reclining. Oh, they're seat. fucking motorized. Yes, like Fuck. like like feet go up and what? Yeah, there's a footrest that comes up. What? Yeah, it's <laughs> what? a fucking recliner. God damn. What? Now, I, like I said, I'm not pointing this out for one theater chain because I I know for a fact there was a place when I was in Austin that um besides the draft house that was like we're like the draft house but even more like it was something stupid like 20 or 30 dollars to go to a, sh- a movie all there the because were assigned all those and, seats were assigned and there were like you know waitresses or you know wait staff for each like little section that would come to you and because like the the draft house is kind of just like you've got to do all the work this was like i don't know i think maybe they had touch screens you could just like order shit Jesus. i mean it's like, it's like super duper fancy movie going experience or whatever but mm. you know um anyway so just saying if you can do something like that it's pretty pretty damn cool and especially considering this was like no more than a, a normal ticket price nice you know this was like a eight dollar movie <laughs> so it was pretty damn dope wow and oh and individual cup holders i forgot how nice that was where you're not like doing that weird thing like oh stranger uh where the should, person on your right and the person on your left both also use, you both want to use your yeah. cup holders yeah, yeah. Like jerk bags <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it's like once one seat will have it on the right, and the next seat will have it on the left, but there's still always an individual one, because like the the each it's like sort of like pairs. They've got that little armrest thing that could go down, so you could do the love seat thing. They're like love seats, yeah. But but it comes down and it and it's not like some of the other ones. It's a good separation if it's a stranger next to you. It's not like I don't know. It's kind of awkward, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's always weird to me. The like they're, the, they're the thing pull up. the armrest up and cuddle thing. Yeah, like. Snuggle. No, I I like snuggling with you know any of you guys or sure. my girlfriend. Right, whatever. Um, it's just like uncomfortable in those seats. Eh. Well, like I said, this is a little. This those is a little uh, those yeah. yeah yeah you just. I don't know. Flip I'm up just saying. I, like I said, I'm not, I'm not promoting one theater chain or another. Just if you can do this, do it. Yeah. 
I think they're just trying different things. I, I think the concession prices went up so that the ticket prices didn't have to, hmm. which is, you know, good or bad, depending on your point of view. Yeah. But, um, you know, well, I mean, they're it, trying whatever premium features they can try to get, get people, people in the theater the theaters, yeah. instead of actually tackling the problem, which is people disrupting movies. Sure. They're d- especially at that. I mean, that right right next to that reclining button needs to be a uh, report button, <laughs> a call button. <laughs> that would yeah. be sweet. Seriously, it really does. Because there was a guy down in my row that couldn't not check his phone every 20 minutes, despite the five things that come up before a movie now that say, turn your damn phone off. Yeah. I'm uh, like, I guarantee right. you, you have nothing going on that's not important. And if you do, why are you in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, this is Fury fucking Road. Like, you're going to tell me you're bored? Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you know. don't deserve Fury Road. <laughs> I yeah. forgot I had is my it, phone. This isn't the fucking English oh, yeah. patient. You know, this is you know. I wanted to check my phone during Ultron, but this, but Fury Road. I was like, Rrr. yeah. Anyway, so do I even exist? <laughs> that's you that's might. my second viewing. Talk about that. Cool. What else, um, what else we got? Well, two uh, D on this is still on Fury Road. Oh, for oh a all right. Um, did you feel the same way about the shit coming out you coming at you on the screen? Oh, that that part? shot's still dumb. Yeah, that shot should go away. And then I know uh, our good friend Green kept um, made mention of the fact that he still he saw it in two D and saw some artifacting and stuff that he didn't like. Did there, you notice any of that? Because I I wasn't watching it with like a serious like oh let me let me. Yeah, pick and this I apart. wasn't either. I just there there was a couple shots that like were pretty obviously CG. Mm-hmm. Um, like anytime cars generally. Car, when cars left the ground and it wasn't because of a jump, like when the when the storm sucked them up or yeah. an explosion, yeah. um, kind of thing happened, uh, it that's when it looks CG, and like that one where like the that kind of truck wrecks and you see like six guys get crushed by it. It's like okay, that's pretty CG, <laughs> right? You know, but no, I mean it still looks phenomenal. I mean, especially by comparison to most other, you know, action and other special effect type movies. Yeah. Those were the only shots the the inside the dust cloud and the yeah, shit no, coming at you. Those I mean, were the only shots that, that I saw that that needs to go away. That that shot, like I mean, don't get me wrong, it's great, like you know, the blowing up part, but not the shit flying towards the screen. Like, yeah, that, it's a just, shot just for three D. Yeah. Like I, they should take that out for home video and stuff like yeah. that. Because I mean, come on, yeah, who needs that? <laughs> but, All right. Anyway, so should uh, I talk about some movies? Other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right, before I get to the marathoning that I did, uh, I watched, uh, Southland Tales again. I'm sorry. Um, which I saw when it came out and then, you know, wasn't here for the episode that you guys did. Gotcha. Man, that movie is a train wreck. It just like what? That's several different kinds of train wrecks. It's too. all kinds of train wrecks. It's, it's, it's so proud in its ineptitude of just like not telling a story, but it's telling it so hard. Like, guys, you get this is the most uber important cool shit movie ever, but fuck all if I know what's happening in it because and I get it. There's like graphic novels I have to read, but whatever. I'm not going to. Uh, Well said. It's just. But like, even after watching it, I was like, you know what? I'd give that guy another shot to what? Make Southland Tales. Oh, like take what you've learned from that hideous train wreck of a movie you made and do it again. Same actors, everything. Do it again. Do you make it learn right. anything from Why? that movie? Wait. No, from making that movie. Why? I, I think he. I think he learned what not to do. Uh, do you? Although really? then he made the box, which was even worse. But well, wait, well, what? What? How's the box worse? Oh, the box is fucking terrible, dude. 
I saw it. What's terrible about it? The box is terrible. It's mediocre at best. Ah, that it takes such a good story mediocre and then tacks on is, another hour to it. It's close to terrible. It makes that well, short story it's, into it's bullshit. Average. I don't know. It's just, I just I love that short story so much. Okay, and then what know. they turned it into is just Oh, so it's like that sort of thing. I don't know. It just doesn't It was a it was a thirty minute episode of the Twilight Zone that was uh-huh. perfect. And then they it's like, Oh, we gotta add another hour to it and it's just like eh. I don't know. I mean, compared to Southland, you're saying it's worse than Southland Tales. That's fucking insane. Yeah, I just I, I, <laughs> Southland I mean, Southland Tales, as bad as it is, is strangely watchable. Yeah. It is fascinating to watch. Like, wow, this is a thing. This just full speed ahead, and it's we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Other than like the musical bit, like most of Southland Tales feels like a. I mean, uh, wow, you got to watch this and like almost the Ford Fairlane, like the, I don't want to watch this like travesty of thing. I don't know. There's, there's nothing really in it. That's insulting. No, not, not like that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it's on the level of, I, you know, it's a train wreck, but oh, I don't yeah. necessarily want to watch it. Ever no. Again. And I mean, it had been six years since I saw it okay. and it'll probably be at least another six before I have like, maybe I should give that another shot. But I honestly haven't even gone back and watched Donnie Darko since I've seen South Angeles. That's how much that movie hurt me. I was like, I haven't I, either. Cause like, I, that's the thing is like, I know, Donnie Darko has its staunch defenders and its staunch haters. And I'm on the side of like, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. And I, I kind of don't want to taint it with like my view of him post <laughs> Southland Tales. I just kind of want to leave it at that and be like, I enjoyed it when I watched it. I don't care beyond that. Yeah. I liked Donnie Darko. Yeah. That's, that's really where I'm at with that. I, I, that's just how much I dislike Southland Tales. Though. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, you know, yeah. a unique experience again. Um, just watching a movie that's a total mess and sure a mess from the opening frame. Just like, <laughs> we don't know. Um, but then like, you know, holiday weekend, what I usually do on holiday weekends is a, some sort of themed marathon because I don't like going out when all the other people are out. I like staying in. Huh? So whenever there's a holiday weekend, there's always some like nineties movie marathon, eighties movie marathon, whatever. So, uh, this leap, this and weekend, outside is a life marathon, Chuck. I don't want, I don't want any part of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just want to watch movies. Um, so it was seventies movie marathon weekend, which was just basically like me and my wife made a list and was like, I haven't seen that. Haven't seen this, you know, either introducing a movie to each other or something. Neither of us had ever seen. Okay. Um, I want to hear more about the ones you haven't seen. Or, okay. All right. I'm just going to plow through the list. There all right. Some things I don't really have much to say about. Um, started with the Omega Man. Hadn't seen Omega that before. Man. Oh, okay. That movie uh, starts out bad. Gets kind of good. Um, it It's super trippy and weird. Um, not even close to the source material. Uh, not even close to any other thing that's attempted the source material. It's, it's, it's so weird that they've never really adapted that source material properly. They just keep everyone keeps putting their own spin on it, so that's really strange. But uh, I don't know; it's it's kind of entertaining as it goes along, and it's got weird weird music. All right. So what was after Mega Man? Uh, after that was Jaws two. We both recently watched Jaws within the last like year and a half or so. So okay, she had never seen Jaws two. I don't she had never I, seen Jaws. I don't know that I've ever seen Jaws two. Holy God! Okay, so for me, growing up, Jaws two was like the ABC summer movie. Every year, like every okay. year it was like, oh, ABC's running Jaws 2 dope. Let's watch that. Um, so I know Jaws 2 very well. I have a fond nostalgia for Jaws 2. Jaws 2 is a bad movie, but I look at it this way. Jaws 2 is a good Jaws 4. 
Okay. <laughs> because it takes the same, like, sharks are taking this shit personally theme and does it a lot better. Huh. Like, th- th- it's immediately posed. Like, Roy Scheider's like, do you think that the shark I killed sent a signal to other sharks and that's why this shark is here now? And there's this scientist lady who's like, no, that's dumb. But then he's like, or is it? You know? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and then the movie is like, Really hyping it up that the shark is like just offshore watching him when he's having conversation. It's dumb, but it's done fairly well. Because um, I got to be honest, I know I've seen scenes of Jaws three because they like to show that on TV, despite it being the three D one, right? With all of it's done, like oh look, three D. Oh, you want to talk about shit flying at the screen for bullshit reasons? Yeah, That's Jaws three. Jaws three D. Well, they just love showing that on like TBS back in the day, even though it was always like oh yeah. It's a floaty arm that was in 3D, but you're not seeing it that way. Yeah. Um, but So I know I've seen scenes of that, but no, I think besides the original Jaws, the only one I've seen all the way through is Jaws 4. Jaws 2, it, it's now. it's easy to watch because it's most of the same people from the first one. Okay. It's kind of a logical story of, you know, I've dealt with this before. I know it's a shark, and everyone in town's like, there's not another shark, you idiot. Come on. It wouldn't happen again. And he's like, dude, it's a shark. I'm telling you. Um. So there's that, you know, and he gets his good redemption moment of, yeah, it's a shark. I told you. Um, and man, the way he kills the shark at the end of that is so good. It, it, the movie is not bad up to that point, but man, that scene just sells it. It is, it is really good. Like for a while before I had rewatched Jaws and Jaws 2 again as a, a sentient adult and not a child, I always thought Jaws ended the way Jaws 2 ends. That's how much I like the ending of Jaws 2. So. As as technically skilled as Jaws is, Jaws two is equal parts dumb. Like it's just dumb. It's it's like it's like I said, it's Jaws four basically with the revenge thing, but done a lot better and seventies and okay. So you should see Jaws two. You really should. All right, I'll get it right on that. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Jaws two not on Blu ray. Ski School on Blu ray. Well, I think they made a fine choice. <laughs> well, you see Jaws two first, and then we'll see. Uh, we watched a pair of uh, Al Pacino's 70s films, uh, Serpico and Dog Day oh, Afternoon. A pair of Chinos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watched, watched them. Um, it, the 70s, man, were just Pacino. Like, that decade was just like, man, make another Pacino movie because he's really fucking good. Yeah, he was kind of on, wasn't he? Yes. Like, in everything. Serpico is great. Dog yeah. Day Afternoon is great. Yep. I'd seen them both before, but not... Had a little bit to do with Sidney Lumet too, but you know, yeah, just, just a tiny bit. Sure, I mean that guy's good, and it's weird how totally different those two movies are, and how totally different Pacino is in both those movies, um, or Lumet if you prefer. Sure, but man, just like New York flavor movies, like you just don't get that anymore. That just like not even like shitty bombed out New York that you would see in a shot, but just like the entire movie just taking place in grime. You know, like every police station is just gross. You know, there's no lights on anywhere and there's trash everywhere. It's just 70s New York. I I don't know how New York survived out of it, like how it continued on and how they decided to clean it up and actually make it sparkly and shit because Disney. Uh, yeah, I guess. But man, 70s New York Um, watched the original Rollerball. James Caan. Yeah. Okay. That movie's not good. Not really. No. I it just don't worry. New Rollerball is not very good either. I I know it's not going to be. I'm going to watch it anyway, just because it's been carried in. But yeah, yeah. Rollerball started, and it's like, wow, this sport's awesome. Roller derby and motorcycles and basketball and deaths and you know people getting set on fire. This is the best sport ever. But 
it's like that movie's trying to say something, but who the fuck knows what it is? Because like someone said to me on Twitter after I was talking about how it didn't make any sense, it was basically like all the corporations have taken over the world and they're like, no to individuality, except for the individuals that we make superstars and then try to take it away from them because no individuality. It's dumb. It doesn't make any sense. They they build up James Caan as like this big mega superstar and then they're like, time for you to go away because you're getting too popular. But they're the ones who did it. So I, it's just, I don't know. Yep. It's got a neat look to it, though. It's it's that kind of 70s future where sure. they just would find every weird ass building in the world and film in it. So it's just <laughs> it's like a small little tower with big like giant balls on the outside of it. And they were just like, this is the home of energy, you know, and stuff like that. Just, just, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I want to go to the home of energy. <laughs> just, just, come on in, come on in, come on in, come on in. Come in. Oh, would you like some tea? Oh, oh, here. Just oh, check out my fridge. Pure energy. That's <laughs> energy at home. Hmm. So the dark horse of the weekend oh. was this movie called Lifeguard. Okay. Nineteen seventy six. Hasselhoff. Sam Elliott. Ah. Sam Elliott is a thirty year old lifeguard and he's hit like the the movie is treating it like his life is half over. How dare he still be a lifeguard? Change your life, Sam Elliott. Guard. Grow up, be a man. Okay. And he's like, nah, man, I just want to be a lifeguard because this shit's awesome and chicks and I get to hang out in the sun and the whole movie is basically trying to change him out of being a lifeguard. Okay. It's amazing. This movie is amazing. Is it now? Yeah. In right. in a terrible way. <laughs> I mean, it is pure melodrama bullshit, but it's oh, it's the it's all the Sam Elliott you want. Big mustache Sam oh, Elliott. Okay, okay. I was gonna ask. I was like, are we talking mustache? Sam oh Elliott? yeah, yeah. Big, glorious mustache. I've dealt with not uh, mustache Sam Elliott. Yeah, and no. I do not want that. Sam no, that's Elliott. not what you want. That's weird. That's like a Dark Crystal character. You don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, it, I think it's on Netflix. So you need to check out Lifeguard. All right. Maybe we need to check out Lifeguard. That's the kind of movie it is. Huh? Man, it's just solid. It's good stuff. Yep, solid. Um. I'd never seen all the president's men. Well, how it's could you get them all so in a room yeah. together? Yeah, when so many of them are dead. So, yeah. um, th- that well, it depends on which president. I mean, you could probably get all of them together that are one president's men. Okay, all the one president's men. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like the more modern you get, because like they're probably half ladies, and if you're specifically looking for all the president's men, some of them might still be alive as yes. well. Yeah, that too. Yeah. That, so that less helps. people, more yeah. aliveness. Right, that's a good idea. But they're also, watched... they're also very busy. So <laughs> true. Oh, cabinet meeting. You can catch yeah. them all there. I could. I could go to a okay, cabinet mom. meeting. C-SPAN. Yeah. Uh, no, it's the movie about Watergate. Oh, that one. Oh, right, right, boring. right. Yeah. It's not boring. The movie's fascinating. Is it? Yeah. But it was funny watching it, realizing that it, it was it was funny going through these movies and pretending like we were teenagers. Like, what are these things on screen? What what are telephones? What are <laughs> phone books? What are typewriters? What what are newspapers? Who are all these people working? You know, it's like Chuck. <laughs> that's called Alzheimer's. It was pretend. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> we weren't actually doing it. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> we were just pretending like kids. Kids react to seventies movies. Because for a second there, I thought you should know what all these things are. I do. I got okay. Yeah. All right. All but right, it's just right. it's fascinating how everything in all the presidents' men, aside from maybe automobiles, are foreign to any teenager. Um, but that movie's still great. Okay. It it's it it for a movie that is just basically an investigation with no supreme revelations of any kind. It's just putting point a to point b to point c and and follow follow the money is basically from that movie um yeah it's it's fascinating it's it's remarkable what they're able to do uh-huh so 
It's a good movie. Yeah. And then we finished with Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah, movie sucks. All right. Moving on. What? I'm kidding. You mm-hmm. damn well better be kidding. Mm-hmm. Close Encounters is a goddamn masterpiece. I, I, I know. I've, I've heard that. That's that's my joke. That's like saying Citizen Kane is terrible. I know. Or Casablanca. Boo. Yeah. Close it, it is surprise. That's probably one of the Spielberg movies I've seen the least. Okay. And every time I go back to it, I'm like, I should watch this movie more. I mean, this movie is the Spielberg you want. Like, like all of the like, it's it, it's not so saccharine sweet. I mean, it's really kind of disturbing in a lot of ways and unpleasant. And yeah, lot. and actually, that's why I, I honestly, I mean, even though it's kind of a horror movie, I think the Spielberg, my favorite Spielberg, is Jaws, which yeah. is probably why I never wanted to watch these other movies because mm-hmm. to me, that's the perfect Spielberg movie. No, it is. I'm ju- I'm just saying, like, in, uh, Jaws really didn't have, like, the Spielberg camera push, you know, the, the things that people ape when they're doing a Spielberg thing, like the the zoom in to people looking at something and wonder, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. I thought you were, I was like, Jaws is famous for the, no, no, the, no. the track zoom or whatever. No, I, ju- I just, yeah, yeah I, uh, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, But it's, it's that level of quality to where, like, you think you're getting one thing, but not really like you think maybe the aliens are, are friendly and then there's some horrific shit happening and the the human conflict is kind of disturbing and the whole like family yeah basically abandoning his family yeah, yeah i know yeah. i mean it's 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 kind of weird it, it's all very weird it's all very strange but it all very much works um and we watched there are three versions of this thing now yeah i know um so I had never seen the most recent version, which is the director's cut, which kind of puts a bunch of stuff in from the special edition, but then takes out the him and the ship at the end stuff. I, I haven't seen the special edition or whatever it is one with the stuff on the ship at all. And like ever, I, I don't maybe ever. Okay. I mean, I don't think that's even like a special feature on the Blu-ray. I think it's just like, nah, no, this doesn't happen. It, this, I think the thing I remember the scene, I did not remember in watching the whatever. I think we have the same Blu-ray probably. Probably. That. There are three versions on the disc. Yeah. Oh, is there? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe I need to go look. But the one I remember is um, the scene I didn't remember was the like, you know, I knew he had all the dirt in the house, but like that when he's throwing all the plants in there, I don't think that was in it. It or was like where all the neighbors come up and are like, what the hell are you doing? Like, it, th- there was one version it wasn't in. Okay. I think it was in the special edition and now it's in the director's cut also. Okay. Because, so, yeah, when that scene was like, I don't remember this happening yeah. at all. I mean, I remember him having dirt and building the mountain in the basement or whatever. Yeah. But I don't remember him getting the dirt in there. Yeah, like, there's oh, a long scene of him just done? throwing garbage into his house. And yeah. his parents or his family's just like, we're leaving because you're insane. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, it w- went back and then watched like the end of the special edition, which is the 1980 version. Um, you just you don't need that scene. That scene of scene of Richard Dreyfuss in the ship. No, just stupid. OK, didn't need it. Um, but. PSA, if you have not seen Close Encounters of a Third Kind, you are missing out. Well, yes. I just there there are probably some people listening who, you know, are at that stage of, well, I haven't seen. That's kind of a weird one. For, I, it, I wish I honestly I wish I could go back because I know I saw Close Encounters after I saw E.T. Yeah, I think like don't get me wrong. I think like, E.T. has gotten some bad rap over the years, mm-hmm. like as it's become older. E.T. is still a fantastic movie. Yeah. Um. Like that, that swell at the end from like the second, like the whole third act starts is just fan. Like that's probably the, one of the best third acts in movie history. Yeah. But I wish I could go back and have seen Close Encounters first. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I wish I could have, but you know. I didn't see Close Encounters first until way after E.T. Like I was a teenager working yeah. at a video store. I was like, I should probably see this. Anyway, but yes, no, you should definitely see 
And if you haven't seen it either, please, for me, do that. See yeah. Close Encounters first and then wait like six months to a year and then watch E.T. Because, I mean, only because like that was like how he basically pitched it. It was like, well, what if one of them landed and got stranded? Yeah. You know, what it might be this movie. And there's some very similar imagery mm-hmm. in Close Encounters that as, as I was watching, I was like, oh, this is clearly like from E.T. He was like, I'm going to expand on this scene because right. there's a lot of that. So. So watch Close Encounters first and yeah. then E.T. Watch them in you yeah. know, release order where yeah. they came out. Yeah. Because it's been long enough since I've seen either of those that I don't remember. I mean, I remember what everybody remembers from E.T., but I don't remember I do too. much beyond that. I don't think I've seen E.T. since it came out on VHS. That's probably like, I, When that like green videotape came out that they it was like, this is the first videotape you can you buy. buy. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. That was the one that was like, Oh, Hey, it's a $20 videotape. Yeah. It's not 90 or 130 or whatever rental mm-hmm. price. They used yep. to be that I think was like the last time I've seen it. I should really watch that again. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's it's really, strong I mean, I've always supported it. My wife hates that movie. Oh. And at some point I'm going to sit her down and be like, you're going to give this a fresh look. Cause well, especially if you just did close encounters. Yeah. Go off of that and say like, give this another try. Yeah. She's been anti-Spielberg for some reason. Not, like, for any particular reason. Just like, ah, that guy. You know, and it's like every time we watch, like, Jaws of Close Encounters, she's like, wow, that's really good. And I'm like, I'm trying to tell you, this guy's really good. He's not as good now. (laughs) But back when he was hungry, he was, you know, Mm -hmm. doing work. So um, I'll I'll piggyback off that. I watched a couple of older movies. Oh. Um, Mostly kind of like... uh, I'll go with Apology, if you will, or at least a second chance. Um, Go going way back into the Banffcast archives, I believe when we were t- originally pitching the idea of animation, <laughs> somewhere along the way, I got on a rant about what we were talking about possibly doing the movie Rover Dangerfield. I remember that. And I badmouthed Rodney Dangerfield in general. I said, look, he's fine in Caddyshack, just his shtick doesn't really work for me. Okay. So what do you think I did? I watched two Rodney Dangerfield movies. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I hope I know which ones they are. Go ahead. I watched Back to School. There you go. Because, you know, it's Back to School. Uh-huh. And, and it's one of his only starring vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched Easy Money. Okay. So um, I, I'd seen Back to School, but it had been a really, really, really long time. Mm-hmm. And I'd never seen Easy Money. And this all basically, in a, in a nutshell, came about because of uh, a coworker of mine is a big Rodney Dangerfield fan. <laughs> Yeah, in this day and age, well, yeah, <laughs> that's weird, but okay. Well, he's older than me, so you know. I just even still for someone at this stage to say I'm a big Rodney Dangerfield fan. Well, whatever. I, there's more to it, but I, yeah, whatever. Okay. You know, I accept. No, it's no I respect. accept the premise. Yes, I, yes. yes. <laughs> I, no, I just it came up that I was like, hey, you know, I I know you 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 like Dangerfield a lot, and I've I've got it, you know. I know, I think he was like listening to some of the podcasts. I was like, look, there may be a point in time where you come across me bad-mouthing Dangerfield. I apologize. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, to be fair, I'll watch any movie. I'll go watch these again. And um, like, so Back to School is kind of weird. Like, I mean, it, there's really funny lines in it, but like that movie kind of a, a, you know, on a whole is got a really weird message. Like, I mean, if you if you look at it like the, I mean, I know it's the 80s and we just kind of finished talking about the kind of screwball comedies, but yeah. like, that's a really weird message where it's like, I just kind of be a fuck up. It'll probably work out for you. I mean, that's kind of like the ultimate, like, because well, be a fuck up with money. Yeah. I mean, yes, sort of. It's you just, can just buy your way out of fuckery. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of strange. It's just, it's like, it's a weird moral and, and easy money is like a really weird movie because again, it's like, it's a fuck up thing 
but that's have you ever seen it i've seen it one time okay a long time ago and this was i've seen back to school a hundred times okay. i love back to school but for some reason easy money always escaped me yeah I, it's it's a strange movie and it's like it's almost a weird time capsule piece now because it has that there are so few movies i can think of that that capture this and maybe i just haven't seen the right ones but like that early to mid 80s um look especially for comedies is like a very strange time yeah like ghostbusters has it and then like rises above it i yep. think slightly there's just a look yep and like easy money has it and like neighbors the, the dan, dan Aykroyd and john belushi one yeah. has it and like there's just like a there's a small window of movies that just had a very unique look to them yeah uh, lighting and and set decoration wise even um even christmas story kind of has it too yeah and i think it was because those were primarily filmed on like back lots yeah instead of like in the real world because mm -hmm. like like trading places has a look and well, uh, yeah. dr detroit has a look they just that early 80s comedy has that weird look to, it's the film stock they use sure. well trading places i mean to be fair did a lot like in real new york buildings it did. and stuff but it it, did. yeah i know there were some parts that were definitely sets like in the houses and stuff yeah i don't know but like I don't know. It's it's an interesting little movie, and I I did find myself there. There's some funny shit in that, especially like just character interactions between Dangerfield and Joe Pesci. You know, like <laughs> right. there's just there's some there's some funny stuff in there. And I and I I'm you know I now I'm, I'm retracting a little bit. I'm just saying like you know maybe I was too harsh on these latter day sins of things like Ladybugs and Rover Dangerfield. Well, sure, that stuff is garbage. But yeah. um, e Easy Money is the one he has to give up something for he's 30 days a, uh, stop being Rodney Dangerfield for 30 yeah, days he's basically <laughs> kind of like a lecherous you know booze drug using gambling guy yeah and yeah and his mother-in-law dies and part of her will is like people will be watching you and if you don't give up all your bad habits for a year okay you don't collect my inheritance which is like millions of dollars sure easy money yeah <laughs> so okay yeah no I back to school I don't I mean maybe I need to see it as an adult it was one of those movies that we'd had recorded on VHS, like sure. off a of cable, so we played it all the time. Uh, I just remember the the goofy ass dive at the end of that, where it's just obviously these insert insert shots of Dangerfield just going, eh, you know, right. not diving, but yep, uh, yeah. yes, the triple Lindy, which I was made reference to when they were jumping the ski slope because there was a perfect triple uh, <laughs> yeah. flipping it, and I was like, oh, he just did the triple Lindy, <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah. I just I love that Ned Mady's character is named Dean Martin. Yes, it's yes. the funniest thing to me. And, also, and, 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 the, and the only thing that ever happens is just occasionally goes, that's the best kind of joke. It's like, it's super funny, but just one character just, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And Robert Downey Jr. is in that, right? He is. Yeah. He is. Looking weird. Looking very young, wearing a lot of eye makeup for some reason. Uh, he his hair and, and makeup changes every yeah. scene. He yeah. becomes a different uh, 80s caricature. <laughs> He's flock of seagulls to the cure to you know everything else yeah yeah anyway did you want to talk about your movie or do you have anything to say about it no all right I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, cool no I mean it, nah. well if you don't have a penny and if it's just like eh. I mean I watched a heist movie it was surprisingly enjoyable oh okay well, that's pretty good um it's called the art of the steel mm -hmm. and it has Kurt Russell in it and Jay Baruchel and Jason Jones. Um, comedies, Jason Jones. Oh, okay. Uh, he's on the Daily Show. From oh, right, time to time. right, right. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, Terrence Stamp. Mm -hmm. Um, and that doesn't sound like the cast for a really good heist movie. Um, and it's like not. The cast it's for a, something. <laughs> it's a cast for a for a surprisingly good heist movie. It's okay. just it's surprisingly slightly above average. 
Um, I think I think a wacky cast can make a good heist movie. I mean, think it of, can think of think of sneakers. Yeah. When you look at that on paper, it's like wait, Robert Redford and Dan Aykroyd, Sydney Poitier, Sydney Poitier <laughs> and River Phoenix. I think. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's like, the hell. Yes. Exactly. Like, there's some good gags, and there's some fairly good, you know, fairly good acting, and there's some. Uh, some decent shots. Um, there's like a there's a running gag where they keep asking Jay Baruchel's character to just walk away. They're like, "Hey, Francie, uh, walk away for a minute," <laughs> and it just like ten times throughout the movie. Um, but it's a it's, is it a comedy? It's kind of a comedy. It's like a comedy heist movie. Okay. It's it's not like super funny. Like they're not really going for a whole shitload of jokes, but it is fairly lighthearted, and there are some some actual jokes in it. So, um, so better than Tower Heist. Yeah. I haven't seen Tower Heist. Um, well, if you saw a preview for Tower Heist. You saw Tower, Tower, Tower Heist. Heist. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's yes. got some uh, good... It's yeah. got some good... Uh, how to describe it? Uh, there's there's some there's a couple twisty-type things hmm. that if you pay attention, you'll pick it up early. Um, but it's fun stuff. Where, I think it's when, on Netflix. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. is this available? Yeah, it's on Netflix. It came out in like 2013 or something like that. It's, it's fairly recent. recent. Yeah. Um, it's one of those movies that looks like it was made for Redbox somehow. Yeah, kind of. Like, yeah. um, but it's 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 better than a made for Redbox movie should be, you know? Fair enough. So, it's like, got Kurt Russell. Yeah, it's a good thing. I mean, it's a good thing to put on if... I don't even know when to describe to put on this movie. Like, because there are tons of better movies that you should watch. Okay, but if you run out after of those, you watch those. After <laughs> you watch well, the well, I mean, I mean, or I, if you need something to not be too seriously committed to, it's a good. It's. A, I like heist movies, so yeah. I mean, I I immediately just become interested by you telling me that, and I didn't know this <laughs> yeah. existed. So I even watched Howard Tower Heist. Yeah, because it's a heist. Has yeah. heist in the title. Heist. Right. This is called the Art of the Steel. Okay, and it's about stealing art. Okay. Shocker. There you go. Kurt Russell plays a driver, come stuntman, come mm. driver called Crunch Calhoun. <laughs> you should have led with that. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Let me start over. In the Art of the Steel, this movie that I watched. No, no. I think Kurt Russell I think plays. Here, I gotta go. There's stealing of art. Kurt Russell plays Crunch Calhoun. Sold. I will yes. watch this immediately. It also features Jay Baruchel. Um, I don't even need any more of this. Jason Jones nope. and Terrence Stamp. Oh, I like yes. him. He yes. was good in the Clockwork Orange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> I, I preferred him as a villain in Tank Girl. <laughs> yeah, that was a good role. But I mean, it was it was unfair that he was not able to become War Machine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, I really yeah, like took him. him out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember the name of that show that he's on right now. Empire. Empire. There yeah. you go. Terrence Stamp Terrence is Stamp Empire. Is Empire. I like him as Empire in the yes. TV show Empire. Yes, he plays a as, good Empire. As Johnny Empire <laughs> in the show Empire. Yeah. All right. Yep. Let's wrap this shit up. All right. <laughs> I'm going to get some uh, contact information. Okay. Um, BMFcast.com is the website. You can send emails to BMF at BMFcast.com. Um, while you're on that uh, previously mentioned website, there's a series of buttons on the right-hand side that will take you to all of our social spaces. Social spaces. Judicial system. Judicial system. <laughs> um, Facebook, Twitter, all that kind of crap. Um, check us out on iTunes. Uh, subscribe, rate, review. Reviews help us out a lot, so we appreciate when you um, when you drop a couple of those hot reviews on we us. We are going to be in 
We'll at least be no- notable one day. We'll be new and notable one day. One day. One day. Notable. Very notable. Maybe after four or five hundred episodes. Take note. We're not giving up hope yet. Unlike other podcasts who put out two episodes and are immediately up at the top. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so. That's uh, all? No, it's oh. not all. Oh, of course oh. not. Um, give us a call on the Garfield phone. Yeah. The Bandcast hotline, 9105-DUCKS-BMF, 9105569263. Um, if we didn't read your uh, email or listen to your voicemail this week, it is because uh, we didn't. So <laughs> check in next week. We'll probably read them when Mackie is back because we make him do those things, even though I can now read them on my phone. And I've read all your emails, and they were wonderful. Well, that all of these things, yes. Makes mm-hmm. sense, yes. Let's get out of here, shall we? We shall. I am Harlow. Maggie's dead. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. Maggie's not dead. <laughs> and this is Bamfcast Out. This week on the Bamfcast, I forgot my line. (laughs) (laughs) Like a sack full of axe handles. Like a sack full of axe handles. I don't know why that just leapt out of my head.